here we are, folks, to tell you I could not feel happier because 2022 will be the year that determines if America still has a soul, if America is dead or alive, in fact. That was actually said in the about the 2016 election, and the words were actually very true. When Trump won the 2016 election, America was actually offered a stay of execution. Because of President Trump, the deep state was exposed for what it really is. And that was, or at least should have been, a big wake up call for Americans. But we apparently never quite did awaken from our slumber, I believe. And we paid the price in 2020. Now, it's not our fault that the election was stolen, you could say, because the, we hadn't seen the full extent or the greatest depth of the deep state that was actually present. We did not know how evil and sinister this group of people were. Nonetheless, the sleeping giant was awakened in 2021, and we are beginning to realize what we are up against. Still, we have not fully awakened from that slumber. And maybe we just couldn't believe all that was happening. And maybe we doubted, thinking that America couldn't possibly be in this severe state of, of despair. Um, but America's slumber party, hopefully, is about to end. And that's what I look forward to in the year 2022. When I look back in the past year, I think it's very important for us to define what the real problem is. And a lot of people will say, we, you know, we know what the problem is. The problem is the Democrat Party. <clears throat> or you might even say that the problem is the rhinos. But I think it goes a little bit beyond that. In fact, it goes far beyond that. The real problem is that we have a deep state that is part of a globalist movement, not a Republican movement, not a Democrat movement, not even a socialist or communist movement, although socialism and communism is spreading its poison like a wildfire in America. Let's not doubt that for one second. But it goes beyond the two dominant parties. When the 2020 election was stolen from the American people, America, for the first time in its history, became a quasi-dictatorship, more like an oligarchy of elites, if you will. We are now ruled by an unelected president who was installed illegally. Now, some say we can't absolutely prove it, right? That all we have as evidence is just a bunch of, quote, irregularities, end quote. But just exactly who is saying that we have irregularities? Did we not see for ourselves what happened on some of those videos? Didn't we notice that the voter counting stopped in swing states all precisely at the same time. That's not an, an accident. And that is certainly not just an irregularity. That is a planned coup, a planned overthrow of the American people 
And it was a successful attempt at overthrowing your vote and mine as a free American. And we saw the evidence where people were actually caught throwing in extra votes, using Sharpies to, to vote, excessive voting we saw, we saw the dead were voting. And we had more than just a, uh, a hint or a suggestion that maybe there were irregularities. Let's face it, what we saw was injustice. And it wasn't just an injustice in the sense of we are undignified by doing something like that. This was actual, actually beyond tyranny, right? This was a plan to overthrow the vote of the people. And that kind of a plan I call to be treason. And so do a lot of other people. So this was not just an irregularity. It was a planned overthrow of our government. And in 2021, we saw the result of what happens when we do not have an elected president of the United States. So in that sense, maybe 2021 gave us some good lessons. Now we actually have a real glimpse of what happens in a dictatorship. But look also at what is happening now. The so-called president is losing big time. His popularity continues to wane. He is anything but a successful leader of the United States people. The Democrat party is losing big time. They know it, we know it, the world knows it. But will that matter? Has anything mattered about what we know? Because it seems like no matter what we learn, no matter all of the insanity, as we call it, or the hypocrisy or the blatant lies, such as we've heard from Dr. Fauci uh, throughout this pandemic uh, period, we see what's really happening is there is a deceptive plan to do something and we have been slow at catching on to exactly what they are doing. But we are now ruled by an unelected president. We are subject to the whim of a few of these elite oligarchs or a few rulers who have a plan. And we know that their plan is not finished and that they have a limited amount of time to implement this plan. Because if we could get rid of the Democrat party and win the House and win the Senate and put back in this, the greatest seat of America and of the world, a president who actually was for the people as we had previously with President Trump, then I think that the Democrat party would be toast, they would be done, and they know it too. So we know that they were planning to steal the election, and they were successful. And we now are going to be faced in the year 2022 with a midterm election, and that is going to have grave consequences, assuming that we have a fair election. And I don't know that we will get that because you and I also know that they are now already planning to steal this coming election on November 8th, 2022. How exactly are we going to stop it? 
how are we going to stop them? That question needs to be answered as soon as possible. Do we just get rid of the Dominion voter system? And how do we do that? We have to secure elections by any and all means possible. Maybe that means putting in observers and insisting that they stay, absolutely refusing to have them be removed. We have to make sure that they don't um, create power outages or broken pipes, leaking this or that, or finding any other excuse to dismiss people who might observe their injustice and their fraud. We have to stop that. We need to prosecute all the known traitors who actually participated in voter fraud. Now, my memory doesn't quite serve me as I'd like it to, but I think that there have been a couple of people who have actually um, been prosecuted for voter fraud. And folks, it's not just voter fraud. It is out and out treason. Let's call it what it, what it is. And voter ID is a must. We have to have proof of citizenship beyond any doubt, and we cannot be having illegal aliens voting along with the American citizens. That is just not what a constitutional republic is all about. We need also to remember how severely medicine has been used as a vehicle to accomplish this coup. Let's remember that because of the pirating of medicine, we have seen, first of all, the election stolen, right? That's why they wanted to lock us down, shut us down, so that they could uh, introduce mail-in voting and justify it because of the pandemic. What a bunch of nonsense that has been. But medicine, having been stolen from us, having been compromised, we also saw that the Trump economy was completely destroyed. And thirdly, we saw through the mutiny of medicine that the entire population was controlled in a way that we have never seen happen before. And it was done through fear. And because of that fear, the American people agreed to do anything that they were told to do. And so because of that, they were able to introduce socialized medicine because the independent physicians who actually practiced evidence-based medicine and who tended to speak the truth based on the best scientific evidence, they were silenced. They were censored, they were destroyed, and that goes on right now. They are still trying to ostracize all good doctors, all good nurses who see the truth, who know the truth, and who want to speak the truth. You can't really do that if you're going to overthrow the nation, right? But socialized medicine, if you can really call it medicine, was inaugurated because medicine was pirated. And what else did we see when that happened? We saw America's physical and mental health being completely destroyed as well. Fear generates a, a, a cytokine storm of its own, if you will. Fear induces the catecholamines, which are the stress hormones, and those hormones are destructive, especially if they're constantly turned on in a hyper-ramped up state. That will destroy any human body very quickly, both physically 
and mentally, and it has to be changed if we are going to survive this. But the mutiny of medicine was a unified, well-orchestrated political charge to destroy the constitution and to instate not just a communist agenda, but a globalist agenda. It was a clandestine operation that was actually supported by the FBI, the CIA, the NIH, the NIAID, the WHO, and all three branches of government, although the judicial branch was somewhat bipolar, but we've seen a lot of disappointing outcomes uh, for the most part throughout the year. And every other government organization is now corrupt. And what we now have is blind obedience submission that was made possible all because of the overthrow of real medicine in America. Now that is disgusting. How could they do that? How could we allow them to do that? Who ever thought that it would be so easy to dupe the stupid gullible masses in America? Because that they must be laughing at us for it happening. It's either a cognitive dissonance, which is actually a cultic submissive obedience of being told what to do willingly, not even being aware of the consequences. It is a powerful brainwashing or perhaps an apathy on our part, just, or just maybe plain stupidity, as some people call it, that has caused this movement to succeed as well as it did. And that's what scares a lot of people at least some people who have their eyes opened. We have some select blue states, and I am now convinced of this, that these people will never wake up. They have no resolve. They, they go with the flow and don't mind being told what to do and how to do it. They just want to play the game. And these are the very people who will betray you and go after you and turn you into the secret police. And that is coming if we don't change it. How have you already been affected by the COVID coup? Has it cost you anything? How about your family? How about your own health or your family's health? Have you lost a business or a job because of the COVID coup? And what about your reputation? Have you spoken up? Have you dared to challenge the, the agenda, the evil agenda that is seeking to destroy the hearts and minds of American people? See, if you speak up, you're going to pay a cost. But so what? Why, I have to ask, are we not angry yet? Are you angry? And how angry are you? Are you actually angry enough yet to stop the coup? We are most certainly at war. Many have said it now, and many are finally beginning to wake up and realize it. But for the most part, people still don't believe that we are at war because of the subtlety with which the enemy has sneaked up upon us and attacked us. See, the enemy was patient in their moves, in their repetitive propaganda, in their blatant lies that were spoken to us without flinching a bit by authorities like Fauci. They were able to accomplish their task, and that should concern us. Do you still believe what they're telling you, or are you finally doubting it? What will it take to convince the American people that we have been totally scammed, totally duped by the entire government system? 
Will you actually take a microchip in your arm so that you can buy and sell and do whatever you need to do to live? Are you going to take the next booster that they will offer you? Are you really that easy? Are you that ignorant? Are you that unpatriotic? Think about that. Because if you are, then you will live with your guilt and you will pay the price. Remember, the hard times have only just begun, just now begun. We must know exactly where we stand. Now, look at where we've come. How far have we come? As of the last election, free elections have been lost. Constitutional protection has vanished. Morality and virtue in America is for the most part gone. The childhood experience has been forfeited completely because of masks and school shutdowns and lockdowns. And religious freedom is right on the brink of vanishing. Christianity has been diluted almost to the point of being water. And medicine is corrupted to the core. Science has been forsaken completely. And look at the politicians. All but a very few are lame ducks. America is facing a crisis of identity. And we need to take a long, hard look in the mirror and ask ourselves, who are we? And what do we believe? What are we willing to fight for? And speaking of fighting, what does that even mean? Do you realize Americans have become so woke that most Americans subconsciously believe the only ones who are authorized to pillage and to rape and to murder are the leftists. And I don't exaggerate for a second. But when the left kills, they say they're doing it for the common good. And that's how so many people are being duped. Think about it. They have directly murdered us with a slowly lethal so-called vaccine that is supposed to be experimental, except it's really not because they knew the harms that would come from this ahead of time. And they're going to continue to do this and watch its intended lethal work to happen, to play out for years to come. And they have directly murdered us in our hospitals with a so-called treatment called remdesivir that is toxic and worthless as a viral treatment, particularly in advanced illness when people are hospitalized. Fauci knows this. And guess what? Any doctor who didn't get his degree from a Cracker Jacks box also knows this. They have directly murdered our babies by funding and promoting a brutal, torturing, bodily dismemberment by abortion across our land for many years. And they call that a right. They have indirectly killed us with lockdowns here and especially globally, there were millions and millions of deaths from starvation and malnutrition simply because of the lockdowns. We have to take and wrap our heads around that fact. They have indirectly killed us also by welcoming across our borders millions of illegal immigrants who have wreaked havoc on us, and that has just begun. They have indirectly killed us by strengthening our enemies. Look at the communist China regime. Look at Russia. Look at Afghanistan, where they were gifted billions of dollars of weaponry. They left Americans behind, 
and they have taken in thousands of unvetted Afghans into our own cities. They have indirectly killed us through all of the COVID propaganda of hopelessness, which has led to drug overdoses, suicides, domestic violence, you name it. We are paying the price and it's only just begun. If you want to see how good has been flipped on its head and called evil and vice versa, just look at the court cases with regard to Kyle Rittenhouse versus the Waukesha mass murderer, Daryl Brooks. Daryl Brooks was almost considered a hero, an innocent victim. It was not he who murdered those people by mowing them down with a vehicle. It was the vehicle itself that did it. Kind of sounds like guns, right? But Kyle Rittenhouse defended himself, killing people who were out to get him. And he certainly would be dead right now if he had not defended himself. But that's what's happened in America. How much more are you willing to take? How many more good people must be murdered before we finally defend our brothers and our sisters who have been victimized by these criminal domestic insurgents? Our constitution already has been trampled by the left. They have declared good to be evil and evil to be good because they have no standard other than perhaps the standard of Satan himself. Hasn't every American military veteran taken an oath to defend our constitution? Then why are we not defending it? And hasn't every politician sworn an oath to uphold the constitution? Why do they continue to betray it every day? And haven't our founding fathers of this great nation warned us of the threat that is now no longer just a threat, but a reality? And what did they say? They said, you have the right to keep and bear arms, not for target practice, not for the sport of hunting, but to destroy a rogue government. Folks, we are there. That means fighting for our freedom. We need to think about this. Why are we so afraid to defend our constitution? This is what gave us America. And I don't know why I feel so alone sometimes when I sound the trumpet. Why do so many Christians and patriots fear defending what is right? Is there some kind of a self-righteous uh, indignation to do the right thing and to take a stand? You know, we do pretty good when we want to just talk about it. I mean, we're even pretty good at exposing all this nonsense, all the evil, all the corruption. We pride ourselves in our keyboard valor behind our safe, closed doors. But when it comes to putting on the armor of God, in calling sin, sin, for example, we have proven ourselves really to be cowards. Not all of us, not all of us. I, and I don't want to harp uh, on everybody saying, oh, look at us, we're all pathetic. There's a good many people who are taking a stand, but the overwhelming majority of Americans still follow the Pied Piper. And they don't realize that they're headed for the edge of a cliff. You know, while Jesus commands us to go and make disciples of all nations, what we really have done is hibernated and we have said nothing. We adorn ourselves with a real pretty veneer 
and we pretend to follow God. But when God says do something, we balk. We shrink away from our duty and we say, well, when did we see you hungry or thirsty from lockdowns? When did we see you naked because the government took everything from you? When did we see you sick from a dangerous experimental treatment or in prison for trying to do what's right? I mean, that's what's happening throughout the world. And still, we as Americans comply. And so do a lot of other people in other countries. When are we going to wake up? What does it really mean to fight, in fact? I still haven't answered that question. Well, let's look at a little definition of the word fight. It means to oppose something. It means to contend for something, to strive actually for a victory. And yes, folks, fighting requires weapons. But do you know what the number one weapon is in fighting? It is prayer. That is a spiritual weapon. Another weapon when fighting are words. Words are a psychological weapon. That's what propaganda is all about. That's how the enemy is defeating us because they own the social media platforms and because they squelch those who speak the truth and because they squelch it, they are winning the psychological war of words. I guarantee you they're not praying, not to God. But there's another weapon, and it's called arms, a physical weapon, something intended to kill the enemy. Yeah, dare I speak of that? Because that's what arms is about. That is what the Second Amendment is all about. You see, in order to fight, we need four things. First of all, we need a cause and hopefully a just cause, but we need a cause. And secondly, we actually need an ability to recognize the enemy. And thirdly, we need weapons, as I've just described. But there's a fourth element that we need in order to fight. And the fourth element is a resolve. We are now only lacking the fourth element, resolve. And that is the most important thing in winning a fight. Good people of America, we have a job to do in 22. And we have to recognize what that job is. And we need to learn how to develop a resolve that will actually accomplish something. I'm going to take a short pause and then come back and talk about how we understand this and how we get a resolve. Because of COVID-19, many Americans worry about their health four times a day. That's 112 times per month. But by simply keeping our immune system strong, we can stay healthy and put our worries at ease. One little known way to do this is by taking AC11, a patented supplement from a plant in the Amazon rainforest. Studied for over 20 years and backed by over 40 scientific peer-reviewed studies, 
taking AC11 has been proven to extend the life of immune cells called leukocytes, allowing you to boost immunity naturally. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of AC11. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, -E -L -L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. and the pursuit of 2022 is upon us. Happy New Year, my fellow Americans. It was Bill Vaughn who reminded us an optimist stays up until midnight to see the new year in. A pessimist stays up to make sure the old year leaves. Here's to all being an optimist. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. This is Dr. Steve LaTulip on Unity Without Compromise. I'm talking today about the job that we need to get done in the year 2022. And I say that because we are on the brink. My show, Unity Without Compromise, airs on Saturday and Sunday, by the way, uh, at 12 and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then about Monday or Tuesday, it goes to podcasts. So I encourage you to spread this information around. And if you haven't read my book, Unity Without Compromise, A Biblical Basis for Christian Union, uh, it's a good book to challenge you and to really get a handle on how to interpret scripture actually. You see, scriptures are standard by which America was actually made great. And if we don't know it, then we will be hopelessly lost. Well, I'm talking today about the job that we have to do in 22, and that is to take back our free constitutional republic. And if we're going to do that, we really need to understand this, that much of the world, the entire world is now suffering because a once righteous and godly America is collapsing under the burden of our own sin. And our own sins includes the sins of apathy and greed and selfishness and desire for comfort and complacency. But there's other sins too. We have sin with regard to the corruption of our government at every level of government. We are seeing the sin of sexual immorality that is totally, totally destroying our youth and they know how destructive a force that is. We have to call sexual perversion what it is. If you're part of the LGBTQIA plus movement, I don't apologize for saying that God says you're wrong. God says some things are evil and he has a plan for a man and a woman to be joined together and to live together as husband and wife and to raise children to be whole people to be stable mentally, to be healthy physically, to be protected from evil from whatever source it may arise. 
including in schools, including going to a doctor, including anything that involves the welfare of our children. Parents need to be parents, and God tells us how to do that in the Bible. We need to understand the effect of the burden of our own sin and then repent from it. I think we're in trouble today because we simply have forgotten how to love God and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And because of this, our neighbor suffers. And just who is our neighbor? Good people, the world is our neighbor. How would you like to live in Ukraine right now, being threatened with an attack from Russia? Would you like to live in Taiwan and be threatened by the CCP? How would you like to live in Brazil or in Austria or Australia? How safe would you feel? How threatened would you feel? And what would you do then when they start coming after you with clubs and with guns? When it comes to fulfilling our oath as American patriots, we find too many reasons not to go. And that's very, very troublesome. We find too many reasons not to put ourselves in harm's way, but to cower and to protect ourselves and isolate ourselves so that we have absolutely no effect in society and in our culture and in our own families even. We don't want to make ourselves vulnerable, and we don't want to defend those who cannot defend themselves because that may just cost us something. But remember this, we, the American people, have a responsibility. We have been given a great gift called freedom, and with that freedom comes obligation. We have been bestowed another great gift to preserve the first gift the gift of freedom, the gift of free speech, freedom to make choices for our own pursuit of life and liberty. And the second gift is called the Second Amendment. And by the grace of God, we have been given what we need to be a powerful force for good in the world. The question is, will we use or will we neglect the gifts we have been given? Remember this, God said, and I quote, for everyone to whom much is given from him, much will be required. And to whom much has been committed of him, they will ask the more. That's Luke 12, verse, 20, or verse 48, Luke 12, 48. It's called being a faithful and a wise steward of what God has given us. And it is what our master, capital M, expects from us. To do otherwise is to be unfaithful and foolish. Take a look around you. Who would deny that God has shed his grace on America? We have been such a blessed nation, so far beyond any other nation in the world. God has given America peace and prosperity the likes of which the world has never before known. We are a nation to whom much has been given. And for that very reason, is not something required from us as stewards? What does, does God expect from you and me? 
Do we fight for liberty and justice in America? Do we fight for that across the globe? But how can we fight across the globe if we don't even do that to pre preserve our own homeland from this sort of oppression that we are now seeing? Well, there has to be a solution, right? And there is a solution. And the solution is this. You must be willing to fight for what you believe. But we must do it in the right way. And who knows what the right way is, right? Who's the enemy? How do we attack the enemy? What do we do? Well, remember the elements of a fight. We have to have a cause. Now, the cause, to be clear, is freedom under the Constitution. And remember that the Constitution was inspired by the Bible and by the writers who understood very clearly what God has given every human being as an individual right. We have to be able to identify the enemy and we know that the enemy is the globalist government, which constitutes all branches of government right now and which constitutes every form of politician, the Democrats and the Republicans. The globalists consist of both. The globalists include communists and socialists and Marxists as well. What agency of government can you look at that is honest today? What government-funded institution has not been corrupted? Nothing has been left untouched by the filthy scum of our present government. There are a few exceptions perhaps in there, but the exceptions to this rule are they who have been canceled or destroyed for simply speaking the truth. And that's why we are living in such dangerous, dangerous times. We have to overcome this. We have to choose to make a difference. So if we can identify the cause of our fight being freedom under the constitution, that ought to be clear enough to know that we have a just cause for a fight. We have clearly been able to identify the enemy because look at what they have done. They are not doing this behind closed doors anymore. They're not even pretending anymore. They are blatantly shutting down Americans and they will continue to do so. When I spoke on November 7th of 2020, Um, I was actually quite straightforward in stating that they are planning to shut us down by masking us, by ca causing us to be isolated, social distancing, locking ourselves inside our homes. There was an agenda, and it was clear to me way back then. And it's even so much more obvious right now that you just can't miss that. So the solution is to fight for what we actually believe. And that is the cause of freedom, a constitutional freedom. We have to fight against this enemy who is seeking a globalist government and we fight it using the weapons that I previously described. We must have prayer. And we must also use words to speak the truth boldly and loudly and in every way which we can because we are so censored by the platforms that are ruled by the enemy. But 
we also have to consider arms. Oh, I know what you're thinking. What? Do you actually mean fight, take up arms? You'd better believe it. You had better believe it. Yes, the socialists, the communists, the globalists, they are counting on you giving up all three of these weapons, prayer, words, and your arms, your guns. If they can take those from you, they will have their way. There will be nothing we can do. Look at how they have tried to destroy our churches, to take God out of the picture. They don't want you and I praying, engaging in spiritual warfare through prayer to a God who answers our prayers and promises us that he will answer our prayers. So they must destroy the churches. They will silence us to the full extent possible with their censorship. They will shut us down, destroy us. The more loudly and boldly we speak, the more we become a target to these enemies. And arms, what do you think they're doing right now? They are doing all they can to achieve gun control. One step at a time, very patiently, but they do plan to take away our guns. And if they are successful, then we have had it. We are doomed. But what about that fourth element of a fight? What about resolve? What does it mean? And where does resolve come from? Where exactly does resolve come from? Because this is what we are lacking right now in America. I can't, I can't put my finger on anything else that is causing us to lose battles that we've been fighting and the war on freedom. Well, let me tell you this. Resolve originates from human suffering. That's why when you can see pictures of people in other countries like Austria and Australia and Great Britain, and they're out in the streets in droves, large masses protesting, saying, no, we're, gonna, no, we're not going to stand for this anymore. It's because they are suffering. And the greater the human suffering is, the more the resolve that we have. Because oppression is not pretty. It takes a toll on the human spirit. Forced labor is slavery, right? We abolished it in America. And we want to abolish it in the world because it results in human suffering. And so does intolerance of our fellow human beings because of whatever, because of a religion, because of skin color, because of our own beliefs, because of our political ideals. If we cannot tolerate each other, then we will be at war. And when we do that, we suffer. We, when we disrespect one another, we suffer. We suffer emotional pain internally, and we cause a whole lot of pain. When we tolerate injustice of our neighbor, you can bet it's just a matter of time because before you become the next victim of that injustice. And when we see brutality against our fellow man for whatever reason, and we sit there and do nothing, we are without excuse. See, protecting our own hide at the cost of allowing our neighbor to suffer 
is a sin. It is wrong. It is unchristian. And if you think that you're supposed to be just totally peaceful and quiet and sheepish as a Christian, you don't know what it means to be a Christian. You don't know what the Bible really says. We need to have resolve to win a fight. But resolve only seems to come from human suffering. And resolve is fashioned usually through years of abuse. And I think that's why we're not seeing it yet in America. Maybe things just haven't gotten bad enough yet. We've been too spoiled. We've had it too easy. And we're having to give up a few of our freedoms right now when we say, oh, well, you know what? We probably deserve it. We need to do our part. So we sit and we be quiet. And the more that we as Americans are quiet and obedient and submissive to a disruptive government that wants to destroy you, then the world abroad, the world at large, suffers increasingly every single day because of our own actions, because America was a beacon of light, was a beacon of truth and of freedom to the entire world. And so maybe we just haven't suffered ourselves enough yet to have resolve. But let me tell you something, resolve permeates every race and every color, and it knows no national boundaries, and it speaks every human language. If you have resolve, then you have true grit. Because resolve defies the laws of economics, and it spurns the perks of politics. Resolve is shared equally between the sexes, and it transgresses each and every social system and political order there is. Resolve should come quickest to those who know God, really know God, either through his written word or by his very nature ingrained in our own conscience, because we were created in his image. Resolve accepts pain and suffering as the price that is eagerly paid for a higher ground, and the highest ground is the mountain called liberty. Resolve doesn't make you something you are not. It only sharpens what you already are. If you are good by God's standard, then you are indeed a force to contend with. If your resolve is nurtured by the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, then your resolve is ignited in the quest for truth and justice and liberty. These are the very things that your enemy fears most. With resolve, you become a threat, a real threat to the enemy. And they fear you greatly because they fear truth most of all. That's why they are trying so hard to squelch it. Truth is what they fear most. And they fear resolve in the enemy who is willing to take a stand for truth. And so at the end of the year and at the beginning of 2022, Without any pretense and with, with full conviction, I want to propose that we as Americans fight in earnest in 2022. I urge every single American to contend 
for our constitution and to fully engage the domestic enemy that is destroying us. Our rogue and utterly corrupt government and we should fight them as never before because we not, may not have another chance. We must answer a call to arms, first by donning the armor of God. Read Ephesians in chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. Learn what is the armor of God. And you put on the armor of God by purifying yourselves, ourselves, by purifying our thoughts and our words, and by being obedient to God's word. We must answer the call to arms, secondly, by speaking against all lawlessness and works of darkness. Use the weapon of words. Stop compromising. Stop complying with evil mandates. Fight for the children. Fight for the elderly. And yes, fight for the ignorant who seem to fall for all of the lies. Speak up. If you know the truth, you have an obligation to speak it. And if the necessity ever arises to raise and fire a weapon against our evil foes, if that becomes essential to restore freedom in America, folks, we mustn't shirk our responsibility to defend our homeland. We must never, never compromise with the enemy. You know, it's happened before. Remember that. And for that, we must be thankful. We have lived in utter freedom and prosperity because people were willing to take up arms to fight an enemy that wished to oppress us. And because they fought and pulled triggers and fired bullets and cannons and fought, literally fought for our freedom, we have reaped a tremendous amount of good, and so has the world. War is always hell, but sometimes there's no other way. And I hope we don't come to that in America, but I'm telling you, it doesn't look good right now. It does not look good. The myth that killing the enemy of God in the defense of freedom for our fellow man is wrong. Well, it's just that. It's a myth. So please get over it. Our God is a loving God, but our God also is a warrior for righteousness. And I say that in, in the full sense of the word warrior. He has sent out his people to do battle to crush an evil enemy. And we must be willing to do what God calls us to do. If you have trouble with that statement as a Christian or as an American, then let me tell you, you dishonor our military veterans. You disgrace our war heroes who gave their lives so that you might live free. The Bible is full of righteous wars fought at God's command. Since God's nature does not change, then the concept of a righteous war is real and justified. And if you still disagree with this position, then ask yourself if your position actually derives from cowardice. Dare I say it? From cowardice. And then read 
one verse of scripture, Revelation 21, verse 8. Read Revelation 21, verse 8. God has fought for his people in the past, and you know what? He will fight again for his people. He tells us that very clearly. The question is, are you with him or are you against him? That's the question we have to answer. Because the year 2022 is upon us. And this is the year. This is America's year of decision. If America looks in the mirror and cannot say we are a Christian nation, one nation under God that lives according to the one true standard of God, the Bible, then we're just making a bunch of noise. If we as Americans have forsaken our Christian roots, Christian roots, then we're done for. Nothing will save America. And there will soon be held to pay. It's not going to take long if we don't get off the couch. But, you know, that is not what I see when I look in the mirror. Nor into the eyes of many whom I have come into contact with through my travels and on social media even. I see and hear a lot of people that I know are very willing to pay the price for freedom. Now, let's face it. God only needs himself to accomplish whatever good purpose he chooses. But in his might, in that power, God has always chosen the remnant, the loyal few to serve in his army. The remnant are they who honor God not just with lip service, but with their entire being, with their body, their mind, their soul, their strength, with everything you've got in you. If you're willing to serve the Lord and to be obedient to his word, you are a powerful, powerful warrior. But we have to be honest here. True obedience to God can be very costly, no doubt. And especially if money has tended to be your higher God. And that's something that we all have to deal with. Because money is the God of many, many people on this earth. We do need to count the real cost of discipleship. But if you choose God, then you really have nothing at all to fear. If you reject God then I guarantee you that fear will rule you. And when fear rules you, it will utterly rot your soul. And that's what is happening to so many people who are living every day of their lives in utter fear. Folks, it is not worth it. The price is too costly to sit this out and to not take a stand and fight. And for that reason, as we begin this new year of 2022, we, you and I, must now decide once and for all what we're made of and who we serve. I pray daily for our nation. 
I ask God for strength every single day of my life because I tell you I need it just like every one of you. I am flesh and blood just like you. But I pray for our nation, for all good people everywhere, because I have seen what we, the righteous of God, can do. And I propose that we get busy doing our Lord's work. I hope that 2022 will be the year that we rise up and actually fulfill our calling as true Christians and as true American patriots. I hope that we have the resolve to fight the good fight because we have an election coming in the next year. And if that election doesn't turn out right because of voter fraud or because of whatever other corruption or injustice might take place, then we need to be prepared to respond in a way that perhaps only an American could respond. And I hope you will join me in that resolve. To each and every one of you, I wish a most happy new year. I pray that you will be a part of the army of God, a solution to the war that we are engaged in in America. And I pray that each and every one of you may be blessed throughout this year. Adieu.